Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. We have got a great show for you today. Both hours are all about looking at oneself, but understanding what keeps us back, what holds us back. Uh, but what if, what if you had the courage to change everything? Hello, Mr. Benny. I want to just give you a shout out. Say hi to you. Hi, Pat. Yeah. Uh, the courage to change everything. Mm-hmm. Many of you know, and Benny knows this, that from day one, we took on the conversation that said, or ask, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? But underneath that is something very, very inherent in what it is we're called to do, what it is we desire to do, and what it is we actually do. And I think the difference between all of those is the courage factor, at least for me. But today, I'm bringing an expert in, Ken, Ken Foster, again joining me here because we are talking about the courage to change and what that means is for everybody it's going to be different and this is part of the show today you know if you know ken what you know about him is he is uh first of all phenomenal business and business development visionary he's a strategist he's a best-selling author he's a syndicated radio show host voices of courage but more than that He's like, he's, he's like me. When there is a calling to help other people step into their full genius, which everybody listening to this show, you have that. But when it comes to that, I can count on Ken to take a look at all of the elements that one needs to step in to bring absolutely phenomenal success and harmony and get the results you want. Not the results you don't want, but the results you want. So today, he's joining me here today because he's got a, a, a new, not new message, a renewed message. Ken, it's great to have you. Dr. Pat, thank you so much for having me. I'm back on the show. I just love what you do. I love uh, what your message is about. And I love the fact that you are helping people to step into their own power, their own passion, their own purpose and take their lives to a new level. We need millions of people to do this if we're gonna raise up the consciousness of this planet. So you're doing it, I'm glad you're there. Thank you, and thank you for saying that. But you know you know this, and I've said this to you before, Ken, right? I mean, you and I have known each other probably since early on when I first started this, right? Before we actually owned, before we actually started our network. But here's the thing that I want you to touch upon today. There is this, let's call it a calling for lack of a better word. There's something inside each and every one of us that is longing to pop out. 
It is just like, let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out. I can be a change maker. Let me out, let me out, let me out. And I have discovered for myself, but I want you to address it, that the difference between me opening the door and letting it out is surrounded by whether or not I have the courage. Now, I want to talk to you about that. I don't think it's that simple, but for me, when I have to make a decision, am I really going to launch our crowdfunding? Are we really going to develop AI for the soul? Are we really going to do it? And then I wake up and I'm like, no, and then I get your book. Help me out. How do you see courage, Ken? Well, let, let me share this. Pat. Yeah. And <clears throat> I was meditating uh, maybe six, seven years ago, and um, it came to me that uh, I was asking, what is my life purpose? Who am I? What am I about? And it came to me that it's courage. And I was, I was kind of perplexed at the time because I'm like you. Uh, courage is something that's just real natural for me. Um, it's like a fish swimming in water. I don't think the fish know they're really in water. It's like us walking around in air. Do we think about the air? So it's, it's a natural thing, but for a lot of people, it's not. And when we think about courage, uh, let me describe what courage is not. Courage, of course, is not fear, but we, we know what fear feels like, okay? We know fear will make our heart palpitate our mind starts to shut down. We start to feel uh, anxious, okay? We, we know what fear feels like. A lot of people don't realize courage is a feeling, it's a vibration, it's an energy. And when we step into it, what happens is we all of a sudden feel expansive. We have, we're tuning into a thought field of, I can do this, I'm ready to take it on. I'm willing to walk into the unknown because there's a sense inside of us that that courage will take us through each step of the way. So courage is a feeling and it's, it's something that we need to build the muscle. There's a courage muscle that needs to be built. And one of the ways we can build that muscle, uh, I'll give you two ways real quick, yeah. Dr. Pat. Yeah, one please. is through, through questions. One is through, uh, you can ask a courageous question. If I was courageous right now, what would I do? Or if I was courageous today, what would my next three steps be? So we can ask courageous questions. If I was courageous now, what would I do? Or what would I, what would my next three steps be if I was courageous? That tunes into the mind and it tunes us into that frequency of courage. We'll start getting the answers. We all have the answers inside of us, which you know and I know. But we need to practice that. And the other way that we can tune into courage is by getting still kind of the opposite of what most people think most people think courage is running into a burning building or doing uh, being a first responder or doing something outrageous well it can be that but true courage comes from within us so if we get still we have a challenge we have a problem whatever that problem is and we start to get still and we start to feel a sense of well, that, that we have to practice courage to experience what it feels like. But when we start to feel courageous, all of a sudden we get the answers to what our next steps are. So it's a feeling, it's a tuning in. And once we practice that, we can start to do that on a consistent basis. The other thing I want to mention is 
pick something that you haven't done before, a small thing. Yeah. You've never done this before and go do it. That will build courage. <laughs> yeah. I love what you're talking about. And you know, it's interesting. I, I coach people in the sport that I play and I, I happen to play one of uh, the, I, I, some people say it is the fastest uh, racket sport that you can play, or some people say it's actually the pickleball. Fastest. Is it pickleball? It's table tennis. Table tennis. Okay. Yeah. 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 My, my pickleball friends, they won't even debate this with me, but here's what I noticed. And I would love for you to talk to this because I had this aha moment the other day and I'm coaching a few of the, the women right at the club. And Here's what I noticed, and I, 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 I read about this in your book, so I know this is something you're going to be able to talk about like crazy. So what I noticed is that if you ever watch me play, good or bad, unless it's a fantastic shot, my expression is pretty much the same. And I go from one point to the next without rolling my eyes, no expression. And I have a nickname that people give me for that, but it's because of what you just said. But I'm noticing at the people I'm coaching, I will watch one of the folks I coach miss a shot. And all of a sudden she's got her hands on her head. She's rolling around and the people on the other side, Ken, are ready to serve the next ball. See, I think this is a metaphor because the universe is ready to serve the next ball. And if we're twirling around and still thinking about the ball we missed, OMG. And so this idea of being still, I find for me, is one of the most important places. But I wanna ask you this question, because I was reading your book. There's a misconception I think about stillness and I would love for you to address it. People think, wow, I got to be still for an hour. I got to be still for a week. I got to go off for a month and be still. Tell me your experience of stillness and some of the greatest, greatest Ken Foster ideas you've ever had. Okay. Stillness. There's, you know, some people there's, there's degrees of stillness. Um, things come to me in the shower because I've let go of a lot of the distractions and all of a sudden I'll get a download. I can go into nature and be still in, in, um, in nature. I'm sitting by a stream and all of a sudden, again, I start to feel a sense of peace. And when that peace comes, that zone or peace, all of a sudden things come to me. I can be running. I'm a marathon. I'm a triathlete. I can be running, biking, swimming. And all of a sudden I'm in that place where the mind is gone and I'm just in the present moment. I'm completely when we talk about stillness, we're stilling our mind. So the mind is still, and all of a sudden, now I can tune into the soul. I can feel it. The same thing in meditation. We can go deeper levels of stillness in meditation, where we can actually become the observer of our thoughts at first. Notice we're not our thoughts. We can let go of our bodies and go into higher states of consciousness. We can let go of our thoughts and go into deeper states of consciousness. So it's, it's in degree in the stillness place. So, but out of stillness for me comes every single thing, every, every idea, every problem solved, every challenge that's ever been in my life, 
has come, the solutions have come in the stillness. They haven't come from the logical mind. Now, that's not to say I don't use my logical mind. Right. Once I get the solution, then I use the, the logic. But the solution doesn't come from my logical thinking most of the time. It comes from this other place. Does that make sense? It does. And so that leads me to talk with you about, look, there are so many things, Kim, that you've done, things you've talked about, books you've written, people you've worked with, you know, successes that you've seen happen, happening, right? But you and I have made a realization of something. And one of the things that I think we made a realization of is that things are moving so quickly that the, the, the my language now, but, but I like you to talk about it. Things are moving so quickly that we have to have a new energy of courage, as you say, to change everything and to change things sometimes. What did my mama used to say? Honey, faster than you could shake a stick, she would say with her Southern accent. Let's talk about this in the context of what you've created, courage to change, right? Yes. Uh, And that aspect of it that you work with successful and almost successful people about? Well, I've, I've worked with successful people for a couple decades. And <laughs> um, what, uh, you know, at first I was a student and I studied them and I studied the philosophies of the East and the philosophies of the West. And I studied the change makers of the East and the change makers of the West and the success principles. And I really dive, delved deep into it because I really got early on that the mind is the cause of our bondage and the mind is the cause of our success. So I realized that we need to use the mind in a, in, a, in a way that works, in a way that we can create success. Now that I've said that, uh, with courage. Courage is the bridge between failure and success. It's the bridge between fear and love. It's the bridge between unhappiness and happiness. It's the fear between... Uh, a disconnected life in a connected life. Courage is the key. It's the bridge. So no matter what you're working on, whether you're working on in relationship, you're working on in business, you're working on in your health, in your spiritual life, whatever that is, doesn't matter. What matters is, is that you understand the principles of courage to take yourself, to be able to step yourself into courage. Now, listen, yeah. But everything feels like, and Dr. Pat, you've been there with me, it all is going to fall apart. There's no money in the bank or there's uh, the house is burning down or you've lost your way on the mountaintop, you know, whatever it is, the big thing that's there. That's the time we're tested. That's the greatest gift we can have in this world. And that's where it takes courage to stay in it. And, and not not push forward most of the time, surrender to it so that we can understand why is this happening? What, what is it that I have generated in my life that's created this big challenge? See, of course, you know and I know that the more personal responsibility we take for everything that's generated in our life, the more empowered we become. The less we blame the, the, the world, the president, the, the, the guy next door for our problems or our wife or our family, 
the more we're empowered. Now, it takes courage to do that because let me let me tell you what you're talking about. You're talking about being able to hit a uh, a uh, a ball or or play the game with dispassion. Mm. We're passionate, but we're not. We're just dispassionate. Oh yeah, I hit the ball, went off. Oh yeah, I made it. I made a strike. We feel it. It feels good either way, but because we're dispassionate, we're not attached to the outcome. We're not connected to it. It has to look a certain way. We're in a place of the zone, and we get to the zone by doing the work, the courageous work it takes to get ourselves out of a place of living from emotion instead of living from soul and spirit. I love this. I love this because as I was reading your book, uh, look, I'm jumping out of my chair here. Can you see me? I can uh, see you. <laughs> one, one of the things that I grabbed onto and I wrote it down, and, yeah. and I've heard you say this before, but for some reason, it's hitting me now differently, right? Um, and, and so one of the things that I, I was really struck by, and I think many people are, is this idea that, you know, we think we can think ourselves forward, Right. So let me just say it a little bit differently. And I think that what you talk about is you talk about the fact that we are great. I think this is your quote. I think you say something like your greatest thinking will most likely keep you stuck and spinning in circles. And why am I relating to that? Because I have been there. I know the people listening have been there and I know you have been there because you cannot take person to a place that you haven't gone yourself. So I know that about you, Ken. Every time I interview you and you write something. But this particular message from you is, and, and if we don't talk about it, we'll miss it. Because in the end, what you're saying is if we infuse ourselves right? Or if we infuse our mind with wisdom, then we will perhaps experience the slide and glide. Help, help us talk about this from, from your perspective today, okay. where you're connecting the mind with wisdom, right? Because a lot of people think, oh, let me think my way to wisdom. But I don't think that's what you're saying. It's not what I, it's not what I've realized. Yeah. And so the quote, you know, that I give everybody is that um, your greatest thinking has got you where you are. Okay, admit it. You've really, you know, everybody's really trying to think, wow, I can overcome this. I can do this. Your greatest thinking has got you where you are. And your greatest thinking will not get you out of where you are. You've already tried it. Here's the biggest stopper to everybody moving forward, myself included. It's called receptivity. If we are not receptive to new ways of thinking, new ways of seeing, new ways of acting, we'll stay stuck the same way. One of my greatest gifts that uh, has, I've worked on, I guess, has become a, a gift because I've worked on it. It's helping people to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. But the first part is you've got to be able to tune in and let go of this mind that's got you where you are. So how do we do that? For me, I'll tell you a story. Yeah. I was driving uh, with my wife uh, when we first met about 20 something years ago. 
And she would tell me, go left, Ken. And I'd go, but honey, I, I'm looking on the map. If we go left, there's going to be traffic. They're, they're rebuilding the road. It, it's going to take us forever. I can't, I can't go left. We need to go right. This is the best way. And I'd go right, and it, inevitably, there'd be an hour wait. Now, I did this maybe 20 times till I finally got it. Sometimes guys are a little slow, I guess. But <laughs> at least I was. I didn't say that. Okay, at least I was. But listen, my wife is very intuitive, and she was tuning into her intuition. And she she had developed intuition. A lot of people don't have their Their intuition is not developed. They have a gut instinct now and then, but it's not developed. Hers was very developed. So, so I, I thought to myself, I finally got it. I said, I want to develop my intuition. I'm going to start listening to what my wife says and tuning into what, when she's saying that, what does my inner wisdom say? And they, they, they'd align and I'd go her way. So I started listening and becoming receptive to the intuitive process. So we need to develop our intuition because out of that comes wisdom it comes understanding, comes better choices, which result in a lot more joy and happiness in our life, which isn't that what we're all chasing anyway. <laughs> okay. We yeah. want to be happier. Now, yep. so how do we get intuition? Well, I think the greatest cleanser of the mind is meditation. <laughs> okay. So in meditation for me, or contemplation, a lot of people contemplate or they pray, but in that state, we surrender this mind to something greater than ourselves. And that greater part is the greater part of ourselves. You know, within all of us is God. Okay. When we tune into that place, we get to expand our knowing. Wouldn't you like to know more? Yeah. It just takes a little, a little practice. Yeah. It takes time, discipline every day. I'm very disciplined. Morning and evening, I'm, I'm meditating every single morning and evening for decades because it's so beneficial. It works. So that's how I get it. That's, that's what I think. And, you know, this is like so important. We're going to take a short break, Ken, when we come back. We're going to talk about, we're going to move into this because one of the things that I'm seeing now, and as a matter of fact, the next show that I'm going to be doing talks about the, 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 let's just call it, there's a crisis that's happening now. And what it is, and I don't use that word that often, but what it is, is we have this new generation, the Gen Zers that have been literally studied as empaths. And so people are looking at this and they're saying, well, I don't understand why am I, I don't understand why you're so depressed or I don't. And so for a while we went to, well, you're really self-centered. First of all, I do not like generalizations, but what I do know is that there is something inherent in all of us. You, you talk about it as that inner genius. When we come back, I want to talk with you about the tools that each of us has, but, the, but what you've done in your book, right? The Courage to Change Everything shocked me on day one. What you asked on day one had me stand up and say, wow, if this is day one, uh, what is 320 going to look like? 353 going to look like? 
because what you're asking and what you're calling forward in each of us is that demonstration of inner genius. When we come back, we're going to talk to Ken about what this map is that he's created in his new book. And I want to just say to everybody here, when I got done with it, I thought to myself, what if you use this with your family or your community? Everything would be possible. Please go to courage2change.us. When we come back, we're going to talk about burnout no more by looking at the courage to change everything. Thanks to Ken D. Foster. We'll be right back. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Huff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716 or visit angelhealinghouse.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death? From debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, Ken, one of the things right away, Ken Foster joining me here today. One of the things I want to do is, would you please let people know how to find out more about you, how to get their own copy of the book, and anything else that you want to share with folks today? 
Okay, good. Well, listen, I know we're talking to a great, uh, great audience, Pat, because of the people that follow you and you've been doing such a wonderful show. If they'd like to find out more about uh, the book, they should go to CourageToChange.us. Again, CourageToChange.us. And if they are purchasing the book between now and uh, end of November, I think it is, there's some bonuses there that uh, people will get. Um, there'll still be bonuses after the fact, but I'm going to take a couple of them away because um, it's just a lot of work to put put all that out there. Yeah. But anyway, CouragesToChange.us. If they like to find out more about me and have a session with me, you can go to KenDFoster.com. Again, KenD as in Donald Foster, F-O-S-T-E-R.com. Uh, thank you for that. One of the things I've shared on a number of shows is that, uh, and I learned this maybe about, I'd say 10, 11, 12 years ago, when I was a one person show, I was doing my show, I was editing my show, I mean, everything about it, lining up guests, and burnout was an understatement. And one of the things I learned is that we have to ask for help. If you have a dream and the dream starts to grow, it becomes that thing which requires other people to assist you. I learned that. To this day, I have coaches that I can call upon to say, look, I, I want to change something and we're doing. I'm a little bit concerned about telling my team about and I ask for help. And I think that's what you're offering because this is not something that you picked up overnight. This is your lifetime of potholes you stepped in and stepped out of, of failures that you may have had or decisions that you may have made where you've learned from. And I know that. And the reason I know that, Ken, about you is because I want to talk about day one. And I would not be here if I didn't have the coaches in my life that I need to take this vision to where we're going in 2020. But here's what I want to talk about. Day one in your book. I looked at this and I am telling you right now, this is going to be a must read for my team. And we are going to do this together on day one coming out of 2020 as a team. I went to day one and I thought I made a mistake, Ken. I thought he can't possibly. Day one. Is that a typo? (laughs) I want to read something from it. This is the quote by Cora Harris. The bravest thing you can do when you are not brave is to profess courage and act accordingly. Now, one of the first books I received when I was really very, very sick, even before I was sick, but I was struggling in my educational program, was a book by a woman named Catherine Ponder. And the book was The Dynamic Laws of Prosperity. And I opened up the book and I'm in the middle of my doctoral program. And I said, you got to be kidding. This is like uh, reading 101. And then I followed the book. And what you're asking us to do is act as if it's already slow. So, but I want to get to how you created this book. And I want you to share this. Each day is yes, it's a lesson, but there are call to action. You are saying to folks, do this, this, this. Tell me about how this book has really crafted itself for you to help other people. And then 
How did you change from this, Ken? Because I, you had to have changed. Well, everything changed for me. But um, before I get into me, um, I will, um, uh, you, you covered a couple pieces. First yep. of all, I want to let the uh, audience know that um, we don't do anything alone. I didn't do this book alone. I had a lot of help along the way. And, um, you know, me, what I did is I set my intention and I stepped into my courage. And I didn't know how this book would come out. I didn't even know if it would come out. <clears throat> the same happens with all of my books. Um, and then the people, the places, and the things all show up. I love what you said about your radio show, doing it all alone. That's how I started. I had people show up. And uh, I, I think of my producer, Rob Spence, who showed up and said, Ken, <clears throat> why don't you let me um, screen all your guests and book, uh, book all the shows for you? I said, Rob, I don't have the money to pay you right now. I don't care. I want to do it for you. I want to just hang around you. I want to be with you. Great. Okay. So I set the intention maybe two weeks before that. Maybe it was a week. I'm done doing this alone. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm done doing it. And it showed up. Okay. Um, the piece about doing it alone, um, I've addressed that with, with the bonuses, actually. Um, there's a Facebook uh, site you can Google. It's called A Million Acts of Courage. And I've started that for all of us to post our courageous acts, to not only affirm that we are courageous and we're stepping into that, but for others to see those acts and go, I can do that. I can, I can maybe have that hard relation, a hard talk with the, my, my spouse that I needed to talk about. I can look at my finances in a way that uh, create a plan so I'm not st stuck where I am. I can do that. Um, and the other thing um, I found that when I created, um, uh, actually my last book, I guess it was, I put together a group around me. I put together some best-selling authors. I, I, I said, well, what do best-selling authors want? I know they all want to sell a million books. Why don't I I don't know how to do that. Why don't I put people around me that know how to do that? So I, 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 I courageously asked people like uh, John Asraf from The Secret, yeah, uh, Debbie Ford, uh, Ariel Ford, uh, one of the top publicists in the nation. I asked Marcy Shimoff, who'd sold 16 million books. I asked Tim Ferriss. I asked Stephen Covey, uh, who uh, hadn't sold a million books at the time. And uh, this is his son, Stephen M. R. Covey. And, um, and Greg Scott Reed and uh, Peggy McCall. I asked all these people, would you come as mastermind group? We're all going to set intention to help each other sell a million books each. It's not about selling the books. It's about getting our message in the world too, right? It's both. Well, it is about selling books. But we came together and then um, John, I think, said, hey, listen, I don't have time for this. I said, great. Let's create it. What's the time frame that you need to be? Let's make it a half hour. We created a formula to make all of us come in and sh start with intention, share our courage, share our strengths, share our commitments, and share our goals, and end within 30 minutes, all of us. We did this for a year. I took that formula and I put it now on, I think it's 10 uh, videos, and I'm giving it away for free when somebody buys my book so that you know how to put, do this. I think it's my, you know, a lot of people said, well, you should be selling that. Maybe I will down the road. But right now, it's in there and you get it as a bonus for buying the book. 
because I think we can't do it alone. And I will give you the formula to show you how to create your own, I call them courage clubs, how to create a courage club to <laughs> take your life to the next level, right? Right. And yeah, I mean, a lot of us have been involved in masterminds and, and things like that, but this is very intentional. There's a very step-by-step -step process to do this. By the way, results, um, I think Asaraf sold his million. Um, uh, Marcy continues to sell millions. Peggy McCall sold her millions. Uh, Stephen Covey, I, I know, sold him. Tim Ferriss sold his. Greg Scott Reed, I don't know. And Ken Foster is on his way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, what we're talking about is, and I kind of had a funny feeling about it, because as I went through the book, I said, the, this book, if you lay it out as a blueprint, as a guide, as a map, yeah. on day one, if you do what people, what you're asking folks to do, they, they will be profoundly changed. And here's what I want to say. I want to read this. Today, ask... What are three steps I can take to expand my influence? That one right there, just if we stayed with that one. I am sure that if you're like me or like some of the people listening, you're probably thinking, I don't have any influence. So right there out of the gate, we got to take care of that thought, right? And follow what you're asking us to do. It's get quiet, right? Because that could mean many things to many people. And it doesn't always mean, Ken, let's do a radio show. It might mean, what three steps can I take to expand my influence? Maybe it has to do with your family. Maybe it has to do with your community. Maybe it has to do right. with your book club. Maybe it has to do with your work and your job, right? And now the next one. What is a personality trait I will change or improve upon? Mm. Here I go. I got that one. I wrote it down and I said, I'm really going to work on it. I'm, this is something I'm going to do. And then the, the last bullet point on day one is how can I remember to project my brilliance into the world? So what I'm trying to say, and I would like you to address this, sure. is out of the gate, with confidence, you're letting people know that they truly have that genius within themselves. Do you think that part of the research we're getting now and the shows we're doing and the things we're talking about burnout and depression, do you think perhaps maybe we have forgotten this, this thing you talk about, have we forgotten that we have that inner genius, Ken? Well, I, I believe this, we have too much information and not enough wisdom in the world. Okay. That's why I started my show, The Courage to Change Everything, because I, I, I just, there's information on what drug to use and what drug not to use, what herb to use and what herb not to use. But it's too much information. I mean, even if you, you know, there's so many great herbs and, and, and even drugs, and uh, but are they for you? How do you know if that's the one you need, your body needs? Are we going to keep giving our power away to, let's say, a, 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 a doctor of some kind or a healer of some kind telling us this is what we've prescribed for you? In our country, we overprescribe everything, okay? <laughs> you know, whether it's for health or fitness or what, we're always prescribing. Somebody's prescribing something. But what happened to us? What happened to the inner wisdom? What happened to our own genius? So in the book, what I, I'm very specific to do is to start out with a quote 
that that brings you into a higher state of consciousness. Um, you know, uh, day two in the book, it says it takes courage to pick yourself up when you have fallen. Yeah. But try again. You must if you want to achieve your highest calling. Yeah. So somebody might breeze over that, but those that are 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 in tune, they might read it three or four times and say, "Highest calling, highest call, highest calling. What is my highest calling?" You may need to tune into that. What is that? So, I'm helping you and guiding you as I as I've written this book. Not only for you, I wrote it for myself. I wrote yeah. it for my family. It didn't yeah. come really from me. It just came through me. These principles have been in the world for a jillion years. But I put them in a step-by-step formula to deliver it to you so that you can drip astute wisdom on your mind every single day. Every day you can take uh, actions with the, um, uh, the focused questions. And you're, you're tuning into these success and wealth principles that will help you to change. It's, it's what we all need today. Thank you for asking it. It's what we need, but we needed a, what I think the brilliance of the book is, is we needed a, a step-by-step daily way to deliver it to us. You know, all of us start out with an affirmation that works for five days, then we forget about it. And then there's a gap. And now all of a sudden we're feeling down, like what happened? Oh, oh yeah, I got to get back to affirming. <laughs> or, you know, all of us ask a great question. We go, yeah, I'll answer that. And then we're, oh man, okay. Now what do I do? I don't, so I delivered in step by step. So if you follow it every single day, I don't know how you can not change your consciousness with this book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and that's really what I'm struck by here is that you've really said to folks, look, within you, there is something that's going to come forward. Uh, and, and, and once it comes forward, you're forever changed. The experience of getting a level of awareness from looking at this, for example, what does it cost me to keep my negative habits, right? Just that question alone. When you think about, wow, what does it cost me to keep my negative habits? That alone, right, has you look inside, right? Yeah. Uh, but I love the follow-up question to that because this has been one that I've had to really look at for my, my, myself in my life. Uh, what negative ha- habit will I overcome no matter what? I got to tell you, no matter what is something I learned uh, in 1990, what no matter what means. And I learned it, you know, from my own journey, uh, at, you know, because I didn't want to go down the path of my mom. You know, I didn't want to go down the path of taking my life as she did, you know, drugs, alcohol, depression. I didn't want to have that or my sisters for that matter drugs, alcohol, depression, addiction, they're all gone. And they, they left this planet way before, way before uh, their lives had had an opportunity to accelerate. So the no matter what, I got to ask you about it because sometimes we will, we will, we will negotiate for our limitations we will go inside and we will start to negotiate downward right yeah i want to ask you this last let's let's talk about that let's talk about it because this um, is when we need to ignite our courage don't you think it is what we need to ignite our courage and um 
so the no matter what piece is, um, you know, I think uh, it was uh, 1999 for me, and um, and I was um, flat broke, you know, sitting in my room, and and um, a friend called and he said, um, uh, "Hey Ken, Tony Robbins is hiring," and I said, "Well, uh, I'm I'm broke. I you know I've been coaching for a year. I'd left my career as a stockbroker, security principal, arbitrator for NASD. I was running a couple hundred million dollar company. I let all that go, and um, I said, "I'm broke. Why would Tony want to talk to me?" He says, Ken, you got to tune into your courage. you got to get stronger. Are you kidding me? Your gifts, your talents, who you are, you, you've got to go. you got to apply. They need you. Now, listen, I, I didn't believe that about myself, but I believed him. And I said, okay, I'll, I'll do it. Well, listen, I, I, uh, I wrote a letter to him, and then there was something inside of me that said, that letter is not giving you anything. you got to step into your power, your passion, who you are, Ken, and so I wrote a new letter and I wrote it to them and they, they, I got the interview. And by the time I got to the interview, I was convinced I was going to get this job. They told me I beat out 500 people to get that position working for Anthony Robbins. And he hired me to run his coaching company. <laughs> so um, although that didn't happen, we, uh, his company that was just starting that, uh, he put me in another position and I, I uh, filled seats for him. Uh, with a team that I built, the 25 people that I hired. Yeah. But listen, the point is, right? The point is this courage piece, right? We got to tune into that. We got to listen to that. Um, I'm not sure I answered your question. Right yeah, now. you did. Because we've got to tune into it. And, you know, part of what I'm struck by as I continue to look at this is there are three things that I learned that I just want to talk to, Right. Um, and that is one integrity and I studied integrity and in school as part of studying broken promises. And what I discovered that people were very clear, they came up with five points about what integrity means. And by the way, it's one of the most used words in our culture, whether it's corporations or otherwise, and it's one of the least researched and understood. So there is a set of integrity that we have to apply to ourselves to really live up to the no matter what. But here's the question, right? Don't we get to reinvent ourselves every day in any way? Doesn't matter where you've been. Doesn't matter how many failures you've had. Doesn't matter how many successes that uh, took you down dark paths. It doesn't matter. Um, every day is a choice. You know, every day I choose to be in a wonderful relationship with my wife. Or I can choose to create conflict and uh, be right. Okay, so every day we do that. But the, no matter what, in the integrity piece, um, you know, it's one thing, and I think we start out being integrous to other people, and that's fine. We learn that, and we go to work, and we, you know, if you don't show up on time, you say you're going to be there. You know, eventually it gets painful, and they fire you, right? Right. But real, real integrity is. Um, I'll, I'll tell another quick story if we yeah. have time. Uh, yeah. There's a new thought leader. His name is Brian Clemmer. Did you know Brian? I didn't know. Okay. Well, Brian um, uh, was a West Point graduate, and he was uh, he created a, a wonderful uh, uh, company to empower business leaders to step into their power. And um, I was able to be on stage with him at one point, and then interview him afterwards. We did an interview, and he said, 
I said, Brian, let's talk about, you know, integrity. And he said, well, let me tell you a story about integrity. He says, I was asked to do a speaking gig for a friend and for free. And he said, sure, I'll do it. About a week later, uh, somebody came in and said, Brian, um, I'd like to uh, hire you for 25000 to do a speaking gig. It happened to be on the same date and time that his friend asked. And he turned the guy down. I said, well, why'd you turn it down? He said, listen, Ken. Had I not turned that $25,000 down, even though I would have loved to have the money, I would have been implanting in my mind doubt about my word, doubt about what I say and my commitments are. And if, if I do that, I lose everything. The yeah. next time I go to say yes to something, there'll be doubt that I can keep that. I'll be like a wet match, right? I want my mind, when I when I strike my mind up, it's like on fire. I'm going down this path and I am powered. I never forgot that story because it helped me at the time to step into this part of integrity with my word, no matter what. And it starts with integrity with our word with ourselves. Are yeah. we going to be 100% perfect with this? Heck no. But do we start where we are and we keep moving in the direction to refine our minds, to refine ourselves, to let go of our habits that are disempowering? Absolutely. I could just say for my own life is that where I started from, a dark road, as Tom Petty would say in one of his songs, <laughs> to where I am today. <laughs> you know, we all started down a dark road, baby. But listen, uh, yeah. I don't live that dark road today. I no. live a life that that is inspired. I, I'm still doing triathlons at my age. And, you know, I'm not going to tell you my age, but I, but it's you know I'm I'm up there, baby. I like it with you. <laughs> but you know, it's not about doing triathlons. It's about how we feel about ourselves inside. Yeah, and that's really that's the way to really bring this segment of our conversation to a beautiful end ending, because. You and I, one thing I know about us, we are still works in progress, right? That we are. Exactly. And I, I want to say this to everybody listening, that genius inside of you will catapult you in a direction so that when you look back, you will be really clearly about becoming the Energizer Bunny that is creating a better world. Ken, thank you for everything. Dr. Pat, thank you for having me on the show. And if they want to get the book, CourageToChange.us, CourageToChange.us. And um, gosh, I love your work. Thank you so much. This is my favorite interview I've done uh, in this series that I'm doing right now. So thank you for that. And I'm telling you, I was just warming up. I, I, you know, I'm going to get you to come back because I think people need to look at this. The bonuses for purchasing the book by themselves our catalyst for change. Ken, everybody, Ken Foster, courage to change.us. I'm Dr. Pat. We're going to take a short break. We are not done yet. We'll be right back.